Thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all the sponsors of the show, Two Pilots Distillery. Thank y'all. We'll be doing a live show from their distillery soon. Y'all make sure y'all look out for that. If you just heard me slurring, then hold the fuck on because it's only going to get worse. Uh, we also want to thank Nobles Networking, uh, Knife A Month underscore shop. Go check them out on Instagram. Uh, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Gridiron Coffee, and all the rest of the sponsors of the show, our management company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting some change in my pocket. Just got my W, whatever the hell it was from y'all. Thank you. <laughs> um, now I know what it's like to be a small business owner. Uh, I'm a butthole sore. Uh, so here we go. Uh, so I decided, uh, it's the first of the month. I always post a video on TikTok saying, Hey, who's got a good idea for a show? Let's talk some shit. Let's have some fun. Let's have some people on the show that have not been on before. And, uh, one of my friends that I talk to quite regularly that I harass uh, a good bit, um, miss Leah from Wisconsin messaged me and was like, Hey, let's do a show on dating. And I was like, why the fuck not? Eh, we hadn't done something like this in a while. And then I was like, you know who ought to be involved? Well, she actually said it. And I was like, that's a good idea. Uh, it was Miss Michelle that we had on last month. So I want to introduce to y'all Miss mm -hmm. Leah from Wisconsin. <clears throat> Say, hey, Leah. <laughs> Your audio sucks. Uh, talk a little louder. <laughs> well, that was that that was that was good enough. That was that was good enough. And then that was obnoxious. It's okay. I wouldn't expect anything more from you. And then Miss Michelle from Illinois. Hi. Glad to have you back, darling. You did very well last time. Thank you. I I enjoyed our conversation last time. Absolutely. All right. So I got to ask you, Leah, before we get started, why in the hell of all the conversations when when you texted me earlier, why was dating on your mind? I guess I feel like dating these days is different than it was back in the day. Like I, I guess I come from a family that has had so many beautiful, loving relationships. And I guess I don't really see that very often these days. And I recently got ghosted by someone. Like we were talking for a week, things were great. And all of a sudden one day I got a text from him. I was on TikTok live and went to text him back, blocked on everything. And when I see, like when I see people post stuff about that on their TikToks on Instagram, like I kind of thought, is that like, is that a joke? Do people really do that? But it happened to me and like really at this age and I, I I mean I guess I don't really know I guess I'm just confused by the whole dating world these days like you can be talking to someone and it, things can be going great and then all of a sudden next thing you know they're on to the next better thing I don't you, want, know, so. you want some therapy that's what you want you wanted old Joshy to, to sit you yes. down to the therapy terrible therapy table can and take care of you can you be my therapist? Oh, Please. yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I got you. I got you. I got <laughs> you. Want to know what I can do for you? Yes. I, I can tell you <laughs> it fucking sucks. And I yeah. can tell you, I also come from a family of all successful marriages and yeah. everything is rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. 
and I've been divorced twice. I am the black sheep of my family. <laughs> and I can tell you it is not easy and it sucks. Mm. And dating is not the same as when you were 15. Yes. <laughs> That's how I got divorced at 27. The last date, first date I went on, I was 15 years old. So getting thrown into a dating world at the age of 27 when you haven't dated and in between 15 and 27, you got married and had two kids. Yeah. Had never been on a date with alcohol or adults or a, being in a hookup culture yeah. was terrifying. I, I think you're both wrong. Terrifying. Okay. What do you think? Okay. What is what is your input, Mr. Therapist? It is what you make it. It's who you fuck with. If you fuck with people, if you mess with people that you know there's a chance of that, you're gonna get that. Like, like women, y'all are notorious for knowing that there's a huge ass red flag in front of you and acting like a fucking Brahma bull running directly at it and then wanting to change that, knowing that there's a good chance. Oh, I can change it. Oh no, oh no. No, no, you can't. Uh, you can't. And especially in, when you say this day and age, you're right. You're right. Because of social media and because the access that men have to women, especially when you find men that have never had this kind of access to women before, it makes it worse. I've seen it time and time again. I just, the only reason why I can joke about it and talk about it now is because that was me six years ago. It's not me now. It's, if anything, but I've always been kind of weird when it's come to that thing is I've never been married because I believe you only do it one time, not knocking you, Michelle, not knocking anybody that, that's done it multiple times, but I will only do it one time. I, I think that that is something that it either works or it don't. If I make that commitment and it doesn't work, then you know what? I'm gonna live the rest of my life single. Uh, I've gone 34 years of my life and haven't done it. Then I'm not just going to settle for anything less. And I think the problem with everybody today is, you know, th there's a quote from a movie that I absolutely love. It's, it's called Lonesome Dove. And the quote goes like this. If you want something too bad, when you get it, it's bound to be a disappointment. And I'm kind of paraphrasing it there. But think about it. You think about your favorite fucking steakhouse, or your favorite restaurant. You think about how bad you wanted it all day. And you get there, you build it up so bad in your head how good the food's going to be. And as soon as you take that first bite, it's not as good as you thought it was going to be, but that doesn't mean it's bad, but you've made it seem so much better than it was going to be. And you've kind of let yourself down instead of just saying, you know what, it's going to be good. Like you want it to be more than it is. That's what dating is now. Like if you want it to be just this fucking amazing thing, then that's all it's going to like you, you can't, your mind will not be able to settle for less. You say hookup culture. I don't believe it's a hookup culture. I believe people are settling for fucking. I, I believe because that's what your partner's giving you. You don't have to fuck. Nobody ever told you you had to be in a hookup culture. You know what the problem with my stupid ass is? This is where I fuck up. I'm the guy, and I'm not trying to make myself sound good to a single woman listening to this. I don't give a damn. I'm not. I swear to you, I'm not. I mean, I might be, but I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> I never, ever, I never, you said something about drinking a while ago, Michelle. My thing is, if I ever take you out on a date or anybody out on a date, what I want to do is I want to take you out drinking. I want to go dancing. I want to go to dinner first. I want to see how you handle your alcohol. <clears throat> I want to see what it's actually like to spend time with you. 
And if there's chemistry there, then you fucking build on it. I, I mean, I don't, how old are you, Leah? I'm almost 32. You're almost 32. And Michelle, how old are you again? Ain't I'm you might? Yeah, I'm almost 35. Yeah. Okay. So let's be real. Everybody in this, in this podcast right now, we've all had six. Okay. We've had good sex. We've had bad sex. Right. I don't need another person just to fuck. You know what? I need somebody. I need somebody that's going to make me want to fucking spend time with them. I, I'm going to need somebody that's going to make me want to do stupid shit with that I don't want to do. That's going to make me fucking do things that I would never see myself doing. That's what I want. You say it's a hookup culture. I, I don't view it as that. I view it as I'm not going to allow myself to be around somebody who just wants to sleep with me. And mom, if you're watching this, I apologize, but I feel like at the age that I'm at right now, I don't look at it as sex anymore. I don't like strive to have random hookups. I when like when I'm with someone, like I, this is gonna, oh my gosh, mom, please don't watch this. But like, <laughs> I think of it as like making love. I have no desire to sleep with any random person. Like that does not excite me one bit. I don't care for it. I don't want it. I, Why if I'm it? going to, if I'm going to sleep with someone, it, I have to have feelings involved with it. Like yeah. if, if there's no feelings involved, I no, thank you. Not for me. <laughs> and I, that used to be different when I was younger. Like, you know what, if I would meet someone that I would think was cute at the bar, I'd be like, yeah, come on. Oh, I'll go home with you. Like, that's great. But these days, no, it has nope. to like be feelings involved with it. You know so. what? Fuck. You know what? Fuck Joe love no i've been what 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 fucked me up you figured out what passion was oh i love passion you figured you you figured (laughs) out you you figured out that passion is way better than fucking it is and that and and that is something that ruined me a long time ago too is that i realized doesn't matter how good somebody looks um Mm -hmm. and don't don't get me wrong now because i ain't no fucking saint i am still a man like i (laughs) like i Anybody listening to this, there's a lot of my my friends and there's some some people that that know me well are like, Josh, don't do bad when it comes to women. You know what I'm saying? But like I also I'm very honest when it comes to women. Like I want that special relationship, but I'm also not one to lead somebody on. I'm not someone to ghost somebody or whatever. I'm very upfront. Uh, I've always loved the quote, a life without passion is no passion at all and or no life at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, if two people's either got passion or they don't and once you find that with somebody this like meaningless sex after that is just like eh, i could just go home and do this shit myself right technology has made it that very possible well for y'all yeah but i still got a fucking right hand that knows what to do not only does my right hand know what to do that bitch can also make me a sandwich when we get done and it doesn't bitch about finishing first Okay, that's that's enough of that, sir. Um. Nobody, nobody told nobody told your mama to listen to this. You tell you tell Mama Bear that you own an adult podcast. We're talking know, about some I nasty know. shit. After the last podcast, my sister listened to, and my mom's like, "Hey, Michelle was on a podcast," and my sister goes, "Do not listen to it. Don't, <laughs> Don't listen to it." I Don't. pray to the Lord that my mother. Doesn't listen to it. I pray to the I, Lord your mother doesn't listen to this. Mom, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. To all the good Lord and the cheese curds, we (laughs) apologize. And that what y'all do up there is all the cheese curds. I love me some cheese curds. Oh my gosh. Cheese curds Um, are the best. We actually um, involve cheese curds in our sexual activities up here. That's what we do. What's the nearest airport I can fly into? (laughs) You just sold me. Uh, like when you like place cheese curds like all i don't know why you're trying to sell it even more you just fucking said sex and cheese curds my fat my fat ass is over here like let go it's like all the nacho cheese just when we get like the cheese whiz too so i don't Um, think i've ever got aroused the cheese before but here we go yeah, all the newest we, thirst traps are going to involve cheese with cheese. Hell yeah. Do y'all like we, the thir- do, speaking of that? Do y'all like the thirst traps? Because I don't. I think they're no. fucking weird. <laughs> from men or from women? I know the women's are sexy. I don't like the men's. The I'll women's are hot. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. But I even think for like, is y'all women's like, they got to be kind of like, eh. I don't think the thirst traps are necessarily like super sexy for men. It's more the, like Leah said, it's the passionate ones. Like it's the ones where they like make the eye contact. Like where you can like feel it. it. Oh, like, and if they're lip syncing (laughs) to the right song, you're just like, oh, fuck. Y'all would both be fucked if I took y'all dancing. I swear for (laughs) Jesus Christ. Y'all, y'all, it's over with. It's over. I'm I'm not even going (laughs) to. Y'all, but if y'all then, ever got around a real fucking country boy, y'all both from from northerners, <laughs> y'all would be screwed. Yeah, this is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You let us some of a bitch turn on some Keith Whitley around y'all and actually know some Keith Whitley. It's over with. You'll never, ever, you'll never, ever look back. I'm but not, continue, I'm not arguing continue, with you. But continue, like, but continue. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. For some reason, just the, like, southern accent like the oh i don't know i can't even talk it's about it little, it's like, the little thing it's, oh. it's the twang and it's the yeah. like i made a video recently and i like it's the blue collar boys for yes, me it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like i literally have never like had a boyfriend that was a corporate anything an office guy like nothing like Oh, I have. You don't want it. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. Like it is all blue collar for me. I have no. It's just. It's different. It's different. Yeah. It's oh, different values. Sure. It's different values. Yeah. So. It is. It's different values, and it's different hustle. And like, I'm, I'm a hustler. Like I work my ass off, mm-hmm. and to have someone who knows how to work long hours and doesn't have entitlement. Not that every white collar worker has entitlement but it's just different and um, coming from oh you, sorry no you, no you go ahead leah no coming from someone that has been with a man that has worked at a bank i was with a guy for two years we lived together and he was night and day all he cared about all he talked about all he thought about was work 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 like we that is what kind of basically like destroyed our relationship is him constantly stressing about numbers and you know 
managers on his ass and this and that and constantly trying to get, you know, higher in his career and that, you know, basically like destroyed our relationship because he put 99.9% of his life into his career and like 0.1% into our relationship where I feel like, and I did everything. I mowed the lawn, I shoveled the snow, everything to help him out because I knew that he had a lot on his plate. But when you talk about like blue collared men, they, they come home, they, they work hard. I mean, both of them work hard. But it's, I feel like it's different because the, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying, what I'm trying I, to say. I, I know, I, I know, how, I know, how, I know how you're trying to explain it. Yes. Uh, oh, one, okay. well, it's also too, like blue collar, you know, blue collar uses their hands more than their minds anyway. Yes. So like, and also blue collar doesn't have the options that white collar does. And neither one of them's bad. Like you also, you got to give credit to white collar because they went to college. They, they yeah. did the things they had to do to have a better education. But mm-hmm. also too, I think the appeal to a blue collar man is the world ends tomorrow. The white collar mm-hmm. man's fucked. You know, if the world ends tomorrow, or if you know things go wrong, you know, I've always thought a lot of this. A woman wants to be protected. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not white collar men out there to can't protect the woman that they're with but if you're with a man that works hard every day and he uses his hands and everything that he's ever earned in his life has been off the sweat of his brow and you mess with him you mess with his family you mess with his his wife or his girlfriend or whatever you got to deal with him like i think there's something that women love about that i think that there's this salt of the earth type of shit and you know, I, I'm a, I'm a farm kid, so I've seen it my whole life. Like I grew up, and that's just what we've done. And around here, you don't see women chasing after the the guys that work at the banks. You don't. They don't even know where we're from. What the fuck that's like. If they don't have scars on their knuckles, if they are not fucking a little rough around the edges, the women here they don't they don't like them. Those boys end up moving mm-hmm. off somewhere else, uh, mm-hmm. or they end up dating somebody from somewhere else. Um, but I, I get the appeal of it. I, I just think it makes sense. Women want – y'all don't want somebody – white collar seems feminine, and I mean that in a nice way. I don't think you want somebody that's as clean cut as you. Don't you want somebody that's kind of rough? Like, we like a man. Like yeah, like, like a man-man. Man, man. man that – you around a little bit. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. – <laughs> and, and for me, like, I grew up in a family, like – Everyone in my family is white collar, like corporate everything. I was the first person in my family to be like, I'm going to start a business. And they're like, no, no, you're supposed to work a Monday through Friday, nine to five. Like that's what you're, you're expected to do. And you're expected to find a man who does the same. So from the get go, I was like, yeah, no, I don't want that. Every Mm -hmm. single person in my family is married to someone who has that nine to five job provides does this does that and I'm like no I want someone who's gonna hustle as hard as I do and has their hands in 10 different pots trying to make it work because there's something about loving what you do being passionate about what you do and honestly any my friends that are white collar 
they hate their jobs. They hate their lives. Yeah. They're stressed. They're miserable. Why mm -hmm. would you want that? I want someone that physically may be exhausted, but they're happy when they come home. Mm -hmm. Like there's just something about that. That's different. Like, I don't know. I'm the like first you, person to not be that like corporate in my family. And yeah. I want someone who's not that. You shouldn't yeah. be. Like, I, I literally just had uh, last week when we was up in Nashville recording all the shows that we were recording. One thing you find is like a, like a common factor with people that want more out of life. You realize that life was not made. You're, you've been tricked. There's too many people that have been tricked by whatever community you grew up in or whatever you watch growing up or whatever to where you think you're supposed to just work a nine to five. That's not what life is. You're not supposed to work a nine to five till you fucking die. That is not until the past 80 years. That's what it's been. Like you're supposed to make your own life. You're supposed, your life is supposed to be something special. You're supposed to leave behind a legacy. You're supposed to leave behind something. That is why I love being around real songwriters. I love being around people that want more out of life, people that's in the same field as <clears> I'm in, because you get a passion that you just don't get anywhere else. These people that, like I said, not knocking the people that like working their nine to fives, but they're just like anybody else. And they end up being miserable. If they lose their job, they, they're fucking just, they're done. Like they're heartbroken. They're lost. But somebody like, let's just, yeah, I'm just going to use me as an example. Yeah. It's I lost my job in country radio. It fucking it hurt for a couple of days, but I knew that if I depended on myself, I gambled on myself, something better would happen. And then something fucking way better happened. And that is what happens to people that want to chase their dreams that don't want to do a fucking nine to five that are passionate about something. There's a lot of things that I do that look fucking really, really stupid to the outside world. There's a lot of shit that I post on social media that looks really fucking stupid to the outside world until you realize that the shit I do is for a reason to drive people to what I do for a living. And then once you're, then once you get here one time, you're fucking hooked or you mm -hmm. say, I'm never listening to that dumbass again. And, uh, you know, most of the time it's, they still listen. So I'm not doing something too bad, but you have to have a passion about what you're living for. And I think the people that are not living for a nine to five are the people that are passionate. So I commend you, Michelle, for, you know, starting your own business and wanting to do that. You'll have a passion to where in 10 years, you'll still be pushing yourself to where your family's just like, Ugh. I got to get up and go to fucking work again today. And you'll be like, damn, I can't wait to go to work again today. And that's how I am. And like, I had a conversation with my mom today and like, as much as my parents still hate that I'm doing what I'm doing, they don't totally understand social media. They don't understand my business or how I run it. All they know is that I've been successful and I'm happier than I've ever been. And I work all the time but my kids are happy and I'm happy. And my mom today, she goes, I don't know what you're doing, but you're living like everybody's dream. Like she goes, you're happy. You have, you're getting this work-life balance that people spend their entire lives trying to get. And she's like, and you finally found it. And she's like, I don't care what you do, who you're with, nothing. Like my parents used to micromanage me and they still do a little bit, but like, 
she's like, I don't care anymore. You're happy and you're successful. And that's all that matters. And if you find someone who's happy with whatever you have, whatever you do, like, that's what matters. She's like, we're, we're done trying to put together any expectations for you. Like my parents, bless their hearts. They wanted, they wanted me to be that perfect, you know, everything they expected. They wanted me to have the nine to five. They wanted me to marry white collar. Bless them. They, they paid for two full on all out weddings. I mean, they went all out twice for me. <laughs> and I, <laughs> the I, real MVPs. <laughs> I would never expect a third time. I can tell you that. Um, and, and I wouldn't even, you know, I would never expect that from them or, or even myself. Like it's more about being with someone than like the title of being married. Like, cause being married is not what you think fairy tales are. Like when I, I got married at 22, I married my high school sweetheart. We planned it to get married right out of college and, you know, you start with the townhouse, you move to a bigger house, you have babies, you do all the things. It is not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. It is. I mean, our situation was extremely unique. It was the fairy tale for a long time, but then, you know, life happens and you grow and you either grow together or you grow apart. Yeah. And it's. Did you mean to FaceTime me? No, that was an accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I do need to say, coming from someone that does work a nine to five, I just feel like I need to let both of you know that the both of you inspire me daily to get out of my shell, get out of my freaking behind my desk office and do something more. What do you want to do with that? Powerful in my life, something that makes me happy because I am the person that wakes up every day and I'm like, and, and it's not that I dislike my job. I love the company that I work for and I love how they treat me. They're an amazing company, but at the same time, I just, I have this feeling inside of me that I have so much more to offer the world. Like I... I literally, like, I'm a homebody, so I don't leave my house very often. So the fact that I have this, like, and this is going to sound conceited, and I don't want it to sound conceited. Yes, make it sound conceited. I have this huge personality that is literally hiding inside of my apartment right now because I work behind a desk. I don't talk to anyone. I don't answer phone calls. I don't do anything. And I just feel this deep deep urge inside of me to do something bigger with my life fucking do it i'm gonna fucking do it what do you want to do what's your dream what's your dream what do you want to do i just need to let both of you know that you are both an inspiration to me and i appreciate both of you even just like with this conversation and hearing you guys talk about you know chasing your dreams has lit a bigger fire inside of me to kind of you know, reach a little bit deeper down inside and figure out what I want to do and figure out my life. So I wake up every day and I don't, you know, dread going to sit at my desk for eight hours. You know what I mean? Like I want to wake up and be excited 
to go do something good. You know what I mean? And as far as like, I have a lot of passions, but I just, I guess I don't know how to put them into like into a work-related role. Cheese. Cheese. What can we do to make you money with cheese? Cheese and beer. I feel like that just screams. You guys, I had a really good idea. Do you want to hear my really good idea? I do. You might not want to say it on a podcast that nobody's done it yet. No, they have. They have. Okay. Um, okay. She's going to do it better. Okay. Do it better. Um, You know, the beer pen, the beer trend that like the poster that went on last summer where like girls would like pose that I fucking won. And you won? Have y'all not seen it? No. I don't think I've seen yours. Oh, goddamn. I will. I everybody. <laughs> I okay. had the most miraculous beer poster ever. Prove it. I'm going to text it to both of y'all right now. Good. I didn't do that trend. My ex did that trend, but I really? didn't do that trend. No, I, I will guarantee you, I beat him. I beat everyone. Mm-hmm. Doubt it. Oh, anyways. Him. No, no, I, I, I got you. you. Keep talking shit. Tell me about uh, your idea. Okay. So my idea was, so my sister's a photographer, like a professional photographer. She's amazing. And I had talked to her a few months back about doing a bush light like photo shoot. So taking a like, I don't, I don't know how to be sexy, but I know how to be like cute, funny, sexy kind of. So I thought about doing a photo shoot where I would be in like bush light attire, but I would be like cute, funny. <laughs> and I actually maybe possibly thought about doing like one for each different month and then making like a sexy slash funny slash obnoxious bush light calendar. <laughs> do it. Well, well, you almost could do that, but you would have got sued for it. But the funny thing is what I do. I don't ever go for sexy. I can't do sexy. I can't do sexy. I I can't can't do sexy. sexy. I know. Look, I know what I can do as far as sexy goes. And unless, unless someone, no, 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 no. There's nothing sexy about me. And the good Lord knows that unless you, and let, did you snort? No, you did. You did. No, 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 no. You you did. I heard you. I heard you. That was you. No, no, not yet. Um, Okay. But no, that's me. I can't do sexy. I know good and goddamn well. If I ever tried to do a first trap, everybody would fucking be like, it, nobody would fuck. It'd be the worst video ever. I know that ain't me. I'm a shit talker. But I will guarantee you out of every one of these motherfuckers on social media, this is where I know what I'm good at. Let me get your ass in a bar. And not even try to be sleeping with you. Just trying to fucking have a good time with you. I know what the fuck I'm good at. You will have the time of your not life. And I don't know why to say knife because you probably want to stab me. But what I just <laughs> but what I just sent both of y'all is what exactly what you're talking about, Leah. It is funny. It's funny. It's not sexy. Oh my God. Yeah, I told you. Oh, you're not even <laughs> told you I fucking won. I'm dying. You can both compliment me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Told you. 
I okay. thought I win. You won, but you want to know what? Because I'm a badass. I don't think that you would win if we were in a bar together um, trying to have fun. I think I would give you a run for your money if me and you were in a bar together. Have you? No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, no I promise you. I mean, I, this, nope. No. Nope. 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 I'm in, in that element, in that element with the right music playing. And I'm not asking you for your number. I'm not trying to have sex with you. I'm not trying to do anything besides us to smile and have a good time together. You are smitten by the end of the evening. And so am I. We're both smitten if it's a good time. It only works if both people are smitten. It only works if both people are. It doesn't work. I would know by the end of the first dance if I if you if you were a good time or not. Okay. Prove it. You live in fucking Wisconsin. I feel like I'm on y'all's first date. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite color is I'm here for it I'm here for it if you asked me first off if you if we went on a Who's date wingman am I at this <laughs> I don't know I don't know who needs one I don't know my whiskey I don't my, think any of y'all need me <laughs> whiskey's my wingman most of the time anyway but if you just would have asked me what my favorite color was on our first date I would have called you an uber so fucking quick it would have been crazy what okay let me ask you what question What's your favorite color no it's uh <laughs> it's, it's transparent um what are some of the questions just curious what are some of the questions that guys ask y'all on your first dates can i tell you the i don't know why i hate answering this question and it should be so easy for me but for some reason it's not is what do you like to do for fun that's a stupid that, fucking question. That question just like if someone asked me that, <coughs> I just I just don't respond. That's so bad, but I just don't. <laughs> it's a stupid question. It is. It's yes. a stupid question. Yeah. I don't like the one. What do you listen to? I don't. Oh, I, don't, I never got that one. You've never got the one like what kind of music do you listen to? No. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's just stupid. Or like. No. The, what you said is primarily the worst one ever, though. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like the, the uh, what's it called, generic. I don't like generic uh, questions. And I feel like some people, that's what they do, is they almost have a playbook. And you can almost tell, like, you've asked the same question to 100 different people. Why can't you ask me, like, questions that only I could answer? Yeah, like, what am I supposed to say? Uh, sit at home and drink bush light and sit on TikTok live like am i supposed to say that to someone that's i hope that's not your website because (laughs) that would be like uh, no i don't do that you don't want to play you don't want to play 20 questions like yeah Yeah. this is why i don't do first dates anymore like i just oh you have to what do you mean you don't do first dates anymore i feel like at some point like the formality of a first date like there's too much pressure on that. There's like, not- I feel like anybody oh, else is so hang out. Like, I don't like the formality of, like, pick me up and take me on a date. And, like, I don't it like It is a lot of pressure. It I is. don't like that. I'd rather be like, hey, let's go hang out. Let's meet here. Let's be around yeah. people. Like, I want to see you in a social situation and around other people because I feel like, I care more about how you treat other people. Yes. 
And so seeing you in a social situation is important to me because if we're in a group and we're just like hanging out, how you interact with other people is going to affect how I feel about you. Are you a total asshole to people? Are you rude to the bartender? Are you, you know, entitled or are you just like nice to everybody having a good time? I'd rather have like an icebreaker like that than a formal first date where you're like playing 20 questions eye to eye. And like, I hate that. I think that's the absolute worst. Absolute worst. Okay. I took that wrong. Okay. I get what you mean now. That's what you're saying is exactly what I meant earlier when I said dinner, dancing, drinks. That, that, that is exactly what I meant. You want like a more informal dynamic. You don't yeah. want that. Like, let's go to a fancy restaurant and sit down and just like, it just feels too expected. And I don't like that. Like I'm quirky. I'm <clears throat> like, if you said, Hey, <clears throat> let's go. Like, like a movie sounds like the worst first date dinner in a movie yeah. me sounds yeah. like Absolutely. No, thank you. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> that is awful. Don't ask me for that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go do something fun. Let's get into a silly kind of space where we can be goofy with each other. Cause that's going to be the dynamic I want. Like I have been in those relationships where it's like, everything is so regimented and it's like, I want someone I can bullshit with and be fun with. And like, do pro like I don't want to say projects, but like, <clears throat> like work with, like exactly. I'm, a, I'm a doer, and that's why I think mm-hmm. the blue collar thing is important to me. Like, I your money does not impress me. I want something where we yes. can like, <laughs> let's go axe throwing. Let's go freaking on a hike. Let's go. I would yes. much prefer those things versus like a fancy dinner. And like, there's plenty of people in my comment section of my DMs and they're like, oh, let me fly you out here. Let me do this. Let's go to a beach here. Like you realize like I I make my own money. I provide for myself and my kids. And I've been the one that has paid for everything in relationships more times than I'd like to admit. Like I've been the person that's the provider. So that your money does not mean shit to me. I care about your personality and how fun you are. Yeah, exactly. And I have been with someone that has flaunted their money and thought that because of the fact that they made a lot of money made them a good person or a good partner. Exactly. And the fact that now that I look back on it and I realize it and I recognize it, I think that that is probably the biggest red flag that someone could have is, you know, flaunting their money and how much that they make. Because I thought I was so secure and I thought I was so happy. But now that I look back on it, I was miserable. I was not happy. Yes, I was secure and I had a great place to live and I had everything that I wanted. But deep down inside, was I happy? No, I was miserable because... I could not have fun. I could not be silly. I could not be the person that I really truly am because they were so serious and they were so focused on their career and they didn't have a chance to be silly and funny and goofy with me. So money does not mean 
anything. <laughs> no, and as a female, I think that dynamic is so antiquated. Just the fact that like, you feel like you need to be dependent on someone like, yeah. and I think that's part of the intimidation factor, at least like on my part where so many guys think that the money is going to like get them everywhere with me. And I'm like, you realize like I make my own money that gets you absolutely nowhere. Like, I don't care what you make. I care Mm -hmm. about your character and how you treat people and how you treat me. And so like, that means nothing. And all of a sudden the guys that only have that to offer are like, Oh, you're just blah, blah, blah. And they're, they try to make up excuses and throw you on the bus. And you're like, that's because all you have to offer is your money. Like you don't yes. have the personality. You don't have the charisma. You don't have oh, any of that. Yes. <laughs> and like, I don't fucking care what you make. As yeah. All I ask is that I'm not taking care of you completely. Like yeah. you can pay your shit. That's fine. I'm happy to pay yeah. my own way. I don't yeah. need anybody. Yeah. And that's intimidating for so many men on so many levels and like all I ask is like you do you I do me Mm -hmm. and all we do is enhance each other's lives that's it it's not that yeah and that I feel like should be a turn on to men you know what I mean like but it's not they're fucking scared no 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 hold hold on it is the grown men no 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 it is the grown men the men that fucking have something that actually are okay with that, they love that shit. I'm saying I I love when a woman says exactly what you just said. Is look, you always want a woman that wants you but doesn't need you. That is the thing. Like I do not want a woman that's gonna ask me fucking how to do her taxes, how the fuck she's gonna pay her rent this month, how the fuck she's gonna take care of her bills. I do not want that but I want a woman that wants me for everything else in her life, an independent woman. And in return, what usually what a woman will get is a man that wants to give her everything because she asked for nothing. That is what turns a man on when it comes to just that part of it. I absolutely love everything about that because that's, I mean, and honestly though, that is the hardest fucking thing to find. And I know like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard to find, but you want someone that like accepts that and is like, you know what? Yeah. I love that. You're a badass. Like you're fucking killing it. Like to find a man that says that to you. Why wouldn't you best feeling? Why wouldn't a fucking man want that? If they've got something for themselves, like why wouldn't a man want a woman that's equal to him? You know what a fucking, a king doesn't like to put it into, I always like fucking metaphors. Metaphors make me happy. All right. A a king does not fucking end up marrying a peasant. Okay. A king always ends up finding a daughter of another king. Right. Because they're equivalent. That means they end up having two kingdoms together. Why? To make their kingdom even bigger. Why wouldn't you want someone who makes your kingdom bigger? 
Like that's what every man should want. That's what every woman should want. You shouldn't want somebody that brings you down. The reason that you have a relationship and don't fucking stay single is you don't date people that add stress to you. You don't, you don't date people that take away from your sanity or take away from your bank account. You date people to add to every aspect of your life. If you, if they didn't, then why the fuck have them? And coming from someone that I don't want to admit this, but I was in a relationship for two plus years where I did rely on him to pay for a lot of stuff only because that's what he, that's what we had decided on. I, you know, I took care of a lot. Like I did all of the cleaning, all of the cooking, all of the housework. And that is our agreement. And he paid for everything. And then when we broke up, I was basically left with to fend for myself. So I, even though that situation sucked, it made me realize that I never want to depend on a man to pay my bills or to live my life again. So as much as that sucked, it was also a big eye opener that you know what, I have the ability to make money. I have the ability to live the life that I want to, and I don't need to rely on anyone else for the life that I want to live. So as much as that sucked, it was also a great learning opportunity at the same time. So. Well, like for me, what I really, really want is I want to be able to provide for a woman to where she doesn't have to work, but at the same time, she's so passionate about what she does for a living that she wants to work. Now, if she hates what she does and she has hated what she has done forever, then, yeah, you'd be like, hey, look, you want to go back to school or whatever because I've done well? Go back to school. Do something you love. Like, you want to give the person that you're with the opportunity to do something that they love if you're doing something that you love, if you can make enough money to pay for both of y'all. But if not, then and both of y'all are doing what you love, fuck, just roll with it. That's just more money to go on vacation and do stupid shit. And to have better shit and to fucking just have fun. This isn't a dress rehearsal. There's too many people that treat relationships and treat life like you get a fucking second chance at this. You don't. You don't get a second chance at love. You don't get a second chance at fucking anything. A lot of people give me shit. What the stuff I post on social media, until you get around me, you realize are completely two goddamn different things. Uh, I make an ass out of myself a lot. But I'm a hopeless goddamn romantic until you get around me. I like, look, there's nobody that appreciated a good woman, a good looking woman more than I do. Nobody. But I'm cool being friends with you if there's no connection. I'm cool because I want something more. I know we kind of started this off with, you know, with one of y'all saying that uh, what we used to have or what, you know, people used to have isn't there anymore. I really don't believe that. I just believe there's too many people settling. You got to, you got to wait. There was a girl that uh, I ended up getting to see in Nashville with her boyfriend. And he is super fucking mad. Still that guy can kiss my big fat ass that I had not seen (laughs) since high school. That dude was mad as fuck when we were hanging out at a bar, all of us, because I invited both of them. And uh, you know what? It was just like we had not skipped a beat since high school. And it was cool. It was cool. I mean, her would never be together. But it, was, it just reminded me of something. Like it was, you know, you don't know when shit's going to find you. But if you yeah. spend too much of your life just like looking and 
and not you got to take hints sometimes if you feel something about somebody i am the worst person in the world about sending a drunk text or whatever but i also live by the state oh, you i promise you both of y'all probably know that by now uh, uh yeah you. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but but here's the thing here's the thing i honestly in my heart of hearts believe this and I'll, i catch shit for this but i honestly <laughs> believe this you just don't know unless you try. The worst thing that somebody can do is just not have the same feelings as you, but they can still be your friend. Like you, okay. you don't know. Like if you're attracted to somebody and like you feel like there's kind of a connection there, fucking try it. If there's yeah. not nothing there, then guess what? It plays itself out and you don't have to be awkward. You don't have to be whatever. It's literally <clears throat> where it shit develops into a friendship. I'm not a salty motherfucker. I understand that there's not going to be, you're not going to, what I'm looking for in this life is not going to happen if you're shy. Like, it's not going to happen. So there's going to be a couple of times you're going to make yourself look fucking stupid. But also, if I believe that, then I believe there's going to be times that somebody kind of makes an impression on you. If you don't say something, then you might be missing an opportunity. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. I really do. You have if to you, take you have to take the risk. Yeah, you have to take the risk. And what's the worst thing is gonna happen? You might make yourself look stupid. Now, this is where men fuck up, but this is where men fuck up. I don't know a lot of women that do this. I think this is primarily men. Men get I probably butt, do it as well. So men get butt hurt if they don't get the response they want from a woman. Men get butt hurt, and then all of a sudden if they say, Hey, I want to take you for drinks. I'm very attracted to you or whatever or whatever. And the next thing you know, you're an ugly fucking bitch. You're just so stuck up or whatever. I'm cool to somebody telling me no. I'm cool with somebody <laughs> being like, I'm cool with it. Because at least I know, at least I know. Because like I said earlier, if something's not mutual, it means nothing. Yeah. If, if, it, if somebody else doesn't feel the same way, it means fucking nothing. Then it's just me least- feeling whatever. Mm-hmm. At least you gave it a shot. Yeah. If you never would have given given a shot, you never you know. Never so and then I you're stuck, and then you're awesome. stuck wondering, and that's like yeah. the worst feeling is like not yeah. knowing. No, yeah. And I mean that's just like communicating what you want and like taking that risk and it's scary as shit. But you lay it all out there, and if you get rejected, you get rejected. And if you like, if you don't, fuck yes. Like you took yes. that risk and you did it. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and, right? And rejection's like, not that bad. Like rejection's like, we've all been rejected of shit in our life way worse than somebody just being like, nah, I'd rather not spend time with you. See, I get accused of being too nice though all the time because <laughs> I'm always like, no, thank you. Like I try to be as nice as possible. And I feel like some points though, I need to start being a little more assertive because I'm always like, no, thank you. And then some guys think that's like a challenge. Like no, thank you is a challenge. So then they come harder and I'm like, no, thank you. And (laughs) then like, I think at one point there was like someone who, just in a situation, like I've said, Hey, like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And then it's very rare, but I've been to the point where I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Don't come near me. 
Like it takes a lot to get me to that point. Yeah. I'm usually super overly nice, but there is that point where I get pushed and I'm like, no, no. Like, are you not, not listening? I'm trying to be nice here. That's not well, your fault I, though. That's the insecure man's fault. That, that, that's, in no, that's in no way your fault. You trying to be nice is the sweetest way ever. It is the sweetest way ever of somebody being. And I'll say no, thank you. I'm not like, oh, not right now. Like yeah. I would never yeah. do that. Like oh, I never, I never do like, that. No, thank you. No, and that's no, not no, even no, be no. like an absolute no. No, sweetheart, sweetheart. Let me help you out here. Let, <laughs> let Papa Josh help you here. Don't you ever <laughs> say, ever, ever, ever in a million years, if you know that you don't give two shits about that guy, don't you ever say not right now. <clears throat> No, I would never say that. That's why uh, I thought that's what you just said. No, I said I don't say that because I feel uh, okay, like that's okay. giving them that like glimmer of hope. Yeah, don't give I, them no hope. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I flat out say like, no, thank you. But for some reason, there are men out there that think no, thank you means not right. right. Well, they think they can change your mind. Like, I still believe to this. I'm stubborn as Fuck though. If people actually know me, they know like I am the most stubborn. Like, no, no, I, I know, I know what you mean. I know, what you mean. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I'm bad about certain things, but it's just because, uh, like I said, I've gone this long in my life without getting married. Whoever I end up marrying, like I want something special, so it's gonna bite me in the ass when it does, and I want it to. Like, I wanted to jump up out of nowhere. But it's like little thing. Just kidding. Did you just bite me? Yes. I, think Lee, I think Lee just bit me. Damn. I told you I'm on the first date. I'm like a lawyer on this first date. What is even happening? I, I hope right? you like what you see is going on here. We've been a, I've been a, I'm just kidding. I'm about to spread I mean, queso like, everywhere. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Cheese curds. See, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't oh, even know. I don't even know if y'all do Mexican cheese up there. Um, that was funny. That was a that was a white cheese joke. Also, it was is. a white cheese joke. I I got that. Thank you, Damn. thank you, thank you. I, Damn. You're welcome. Uh, if, okay, for everybody sorry. who's only listening to the show, I just curtsied <laughs> on the show for the first time at a queso joke. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking even though you fucked me up there by barking. Um. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute as fuck. Uh, it was. It was incredibly cute. Um, there's just too many people though. You have to. You have to be brutally honest. But it is. Uh, it's not your fault if they don't fucking get it. It's not your fault. And if you have to be ugly to them, let's be real. They fucking deserve it. Uh, they, yes, they do. They do. They do. No, you're supposed to do that. You don't got a buzz. Okay. <laughs> this right here is why I take women drinking on the first date. You're making you're making you're making you're making my point even better for me right now. I have like crystal fucking clear. Yeah. The best idea ever. No, you'd be a good first date. I'm sure of it. What's your idea though? What's my idea of what? No, she no, just said no. she has the best fucking idea. I need to hear. What I, I have the best idea ever. Let's hear it. Okay, so Josh. Yes, ma'am. Me and Michelle. We'll meet you down in Nashville since the both of us like the little southern twang. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can bring us out to some bars, be like 
the judgment for us. Like if we were to meet a, a male, you could, you know, ask them questions, make sure that they're good candidates. You want to me to be good candidates for you too? Yeah. <laughs> She's Basically asking you I, to be the wingman, I think. I think that's what yes. just happened. But see, the thing is, I'm a great wing woman. Oh, I, I do. I, I do fine in bars. I mean, it's not on podcasts, obviously. Oh, oh, okay. But I mean, basically, what I'm trying to say is, can all three of us hang out in Nashville sometime together? Absolutely, please? as long as you that's don't make. As long as you don't make me show you the fake side of Nashville, and I can show you the real side of Nashville. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Actually, I just I was love Nashville, so let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to make it more than what it really is. No, no, I would love to take. I would love to take y'all to Nashville. I would love to take y'all to Nashville. Y'all would have so much fun with us and all my friends. Fun fact: Nashville was my. I went to Nashville on my second honeymoon. My first honeymoon, I went to Las Vegas. Who the fuck do I marry? (laughs) You're doing doing real good. You're over two. Not quite sure there, Michelle. (laughs) God damn. Hey. I am not even, you know, it's to the point where I just want to have a partner in crime. I want my ride or die. I am not looking for any form of marriage. Like I am like the most zero pressure. Like I don't need a label. I don't need a marriage. I'm not here for an engagement ring. Like none of that. Like, I just want my ride or die. I want to go on adventures. I want to have a fucking amazing time. I want to have incredible sex. I want to have, like, passionate conversations. That's it. Yes. Like, I just want my person that makes me, like, ooey gooey. That's it. And you know what? You are such an amazing person. Literally, every time that I see you on my For You page, I smile. I legitimately could be in the worst mood of my whole entire life. And I see you on there and, and I just smile. So thank you for being you. You are amazing. So you're you amazing. Are fine, I promise you. You're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. Josh, you're okay. Now I want to get both of you drunk at the same time and see what happens. Y'all keep <laughs> kissing each other's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, tell me how much more you like her. He's like, he's like, wait, get closer. No, wait, no, yeah, I'll just go ahead. Say that when you get closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let them play Keith Whitley while both of you are drunk. I'll spin you around at the same time. Oh, Lord. I'm just fucking with y'all. There's not, I prom- never mind. I'm not going to say that joke. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. There's something wrong with me. There is something mentally <laughs> fucked up with me. I really wish there wasn't. Uh, you snorted again. You're supposed to come have coffee with me. Who? Yes. Yes. No, me and Michelle are supposed to have coffee. Oh, that's what I'm saying. not that far from me. Oh, really? Can you stop talking so I can talk to her? (laughs) Now I'm turned on. There we go. Yeah, you're definitely invited. It's the aggression for me. Yeah. Tell me what to to do again. (laughs) How far are you from Appleton? Uh, well, you said you go, I'm not going to say the town, but where you go to is like an hour south of me. So, oh, um, Naperville. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if you wanted to say where your headquarters was. Uh, um, a lot of, a lot of 
the office is working remotely because of all of the COVID stuff. Going if on, you so cut I'm through there, I'm an hour north of there. So I'm actually closer. That's so, fine. Just tell all your in, stalkers in exactly where the fuck you live. It's fine. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Nobody lives there. Everyone knows I have a store. Everybody knows where I live. It's fine. Whatever. The cops show up at my house. Yeah. It's cool. What? Uh, I only had a stalker once. That's <laughs> my house. Yeah. It was I, a thing. It was fine. <laughs> I learned not to do that again. Then when they put me <laughs> back in the car and they told me not to come back or they press charges, I was just like, look. I'm sorry. I will do it again. But she people show up at my store though. Are you serious? Yeah, people show up at my store. Do they buy stuff when they show up there? Usually, yeah. Well they then that's fine. For a while though. Like I like the people that come in and they're straight up like there's a guy that came in a couple weeks ago and he's like, Listen, you have TikTok, right? He's like, I didn't have a TikTok until a couple weeks ago, but my friend said, Hey, this girl in your town has a TikTok. Like I'll, he made a bet. He's like, I bet you won't go in there and take a picture with her. So he flat out came in, like stated his intentions. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take a picture with you. Oh, and yeah. then there's people though, that like come in and they linger for like 30 minutes. And you're like, my mm. store is not like super dude, like yeah. friendly. I mean, yeah. I have cool shit, but like, I'm gonna come in and try on if you're there for 30 minutes. Everything. And you're lingering and you don't ask a question <laughs> thinking I need something for my wife. Like, yeah. That I'm like, <laughs> even my sketchy. employees are like, they're a TikTok person. And yeah. that's totally fine. Like, if you buy shit and you want to take a picture, cool. So, like, yeah. obviously it's public. People know yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. That like, you know, the difference between that's someone that's there to, you know, see you and hang out and support you versus someone that's there to just be creepy <laughs> yeah it's it's different and that's yeah. cool yeah and but it happens so yeah. like that stuff doesn't bother me anymore when the cops show up at my house at 11 o'clock at night and like I live in a small town so the cops are yeah. like wait you're the girl like we know you I'm like yeah they're like we're here to do a wellness check on you because someone said that like like they can't get through to you because like, and they're worried that you're not okay. I'm like, it's called a block button. When someone freaks me out, they get blocked. That does not mean <laughs> I, I am unalived somewhere. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And you had so, no idea who did that? Oh, I know who it was, but like, oh. and I figured it out, but like the cops, the cops in my town know I'm super involved in my community. So the cops yeah. are kind of aware of the situation. Like, yeah. So it, nothing surprises them anymore. The police department's like, oh, yeah, you again? <laughs> Once again, I'm sorry. I should have done that. I cried across the line. What? I was, it was a joke. You fucking, it went, oh, damn it. See, it's not funny. Now, nobody's listening to this because you didn't laugh. They're going to be like, oh, <laughs> thank you. What the fuck is that in the background of you? Her dog? No, the Christmas tree. You saw the Christmas tree up? No. It's um, a, just a lighted tree for decoration. Oh. I was just trying to show you my dog. Can you not be excited about dogs? Because if you can't be excited about dogs, we can't make this relationship work. Have back. you not seen my fucking basset hound? 
In my labs? No. I have a best at having labs. They're my faves. One of my favorite parts of my job is going into clients' houses all the time. And when they have dogs, I'm so excited. Like today, my client was like, I apologize. You're wearing black leggings and I have a golden retriever. I'm like, yes. Give me all dogs are better than people 100% of the time. So yeah. the fact that oh, I get yeah. to go into houses for my job and most of them have dogs makes my heart mm. so happy. Like, if you're not if you're not a big dog person, there's something wrong with you. I can't. I can't. Can we just become best friends? I got yes. you. I've got all of you on the docks. So, by the way, <laughs> shout out to Project K9, a uh, hero. I had to go last week. That's why I was in Nashville. Uh, do y'all know what Project K9 Hero is? I donated to your cause, sir. <clears throat> okay, because I was drunk the whole time I was doing that. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, it's not my cause. <laughs> it's Jason Johnson's cause. It's a uh, kick-ass cause, though. It is. It is. I got to go. 100% in there because you had to take a shot because I donated. And uh, thank you, because uh, I promise you there was about two days last week or the week before that I felt real fucking bad. I really You're hate, welcome. I really hate that when I do fundraisers, cause I don't like doing shit for myself. I like doing shit for other people Absolutely. that I, that I have to associate drinking with it for people to do shit. Uh, so fuck all y'all guys. I love you very much to help. But the <laughs> next day when you don't see me, I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> but this is the first show that I've done since I've been home. So, uh, the event, they had a couple hundred people there. Do y'all know who canine Mathis is? Uh, he's got like, yes. All right, so they were there. I got to meet them. They were awesome. Uh, they helped with Project K-9. Uh, it was just a great event. So everybody that helped with that event, it was awesome. You ladies got to get involved with that type of stuff. I'm telling you, social media, all this shit that you do when you're talking shit and having fun is great. But when you start finding these causes and you start giving back, it's even fucking better. That's the only thing that aggravates me with people is uh, well, I'm not going to get on that rant. But <laughs> help out. That's what this yeah. shit is for. That that is what this shit's for. I get mad at people who don't that have big call that have big platforms and shit. Like you're supposed to give back and help the smaller people. That was one of my favorite things about being on this platform. Like I obviously like love when people go live and they have charities and I get to donate and see them do silly shit and drink and whatever. But like the last two years I've done toys for tots at my store and someone had a freaking kick ass idea last year and they're like, make an Amazon wish list of just a shit ton of toys for all different ages. And I did that. And the, I swear the poor Amazon delivery people, my mailman, the UPS driver, the FedEx driver, they brought so much stuff to my store. I had to reload that wish list so many times. We filled three boxes Aww. of toys for tots this year. And it makes my heart so freaking happy. Like I kept calling the lady. I'm like, I need another box. I need another box. And we filled like every Toys for Tots box. And I helped her carry those back out to her car to bring to the base. And I was like, <laughs> just like makes my heart so happy. Like if you can use your platform for good, like that's fucking amazing. See, I didn't, I didn't know you did that. That makes me like you even more. This is a, uh, like we started off being called the bearded bastard before I got in the radio, right? So, like, we used to do these events called Tits for Toys. And I know that sounds very fucking, like, bad. But we used to rent out bars before I started working in radio. And what we would do is we would give away, we would let people into bars that if you had on a sexy uh, Mrs. Claus outfit or a sexy elf outfit, but you also had to bring a toy for kids. Yeah. And, and we, we would be associated with uh, 
it wasn't Toys for Tots, but it was like kids you'll love and stuff like that back then or like local organizations. So like for the past six years, we have done it every year. And it has always has blown my mind that when you see these certain folks that just don't give a fuck, that is what's made me, I've been very sketchy towards people. Like there's a lot of people who's got way bigger following than I do on social media or whatever. And I don't care. Cause I know where I make my fucking living. Like I know that the money I've made and the stuff that I've had working in radio, the people I know. So like nothing ever like intimidates me, I guess is the, what I should say. Um, but I get mad at people cause they don't realize what they are. Like you have a chance to help people. You have a chance to, changed somebody's life you posted a video a couple times that gave you a platform to where you can make a difference in somebody else's life and not just put a little change in your pocket that that's where i have a huge issue with a lot of folks so michelle i had no idea i had no idea you did that so uh next year whenever you do that we'll be sure to along with what we do every year we'll be sure to like do something towards you too and it's not for that. It's more just like getting to help people. Like I, that's what I mean. I almost came to tears so many times, like the amount of boxes, like, I don't know. This was the first time I've ever gotten like the Amazon guy came in with like totes. He had like these pop-up totes full of stuff. Like I've got, He's like, I've got like four more totes to bring in. And I'm like, are you serious? And people kept messaging me. They're like, the Amazon list is empty. The Amazon list is empty. I'm like, how? I literally just filled that Amazon list with every possible toy for like infants up to probably like 12 or 13 years old kids. Like I searched Amazon for all these toys, like, and one toy arrived after they picked up the boxes and it's sitting on my drafting table. And I'm like, it's going in the box for next year. It's one of those cute little octopus things that you make happy or sad. Like it's sitting on my drafting table, waiting to go into the box for next year. Cause hopefully they're still cool. And and I, like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What I was going to say is like, I don't think sometimes like like even you realize how many people that actually follow you. You know what I mean? Like you have 800, probably close to a million followers now, don't you? It's crazy. And like for, even, for even like one fourth of them to send a gift, like yeah. that would keep, that would, you know, cost them 10, $15 is nothing to them. And I but if, like, if you combine yeah. all of that, it can make such a big impact on like it made my heart so freaking happy like and I put stuff on there for like every different price range from like the most basic like a single thing of like three pack of play-doh for a couple dollars all the way up to like 40 dollar games and toys and basketballs and like everything you could think of that of course like with toys for tots you don't want to do anything that requires batteries because they may not be able to afford batteries or things like that but like I, I literally went through and made a really sincere effort to find toys that would be good for people who may not get things otherwise. And yeah. like, I just sat there and I was like in awe. I'm like, this is real <laughs> life. Like, Aww. and I bought anything else that was left on those, but like it, I, I restocked that entire list so many times. Like I lost count. And I was like, yeah. is this real life? Like <laughs> people have good hearts yeah. and it just, it makes me so happy that people do that. Like, and it well, just, if, if you don't use the platform for good, like what the fuck are you doing? That, and exactly. especially like the 
world that we live in now, it is very refreshing to see people come together and do something good in the world versus everything that's going on right now. Hey, look, I'm telling you, when it came to Christmas time, I made some of my friends that I thought were like real close friends that I'd met in the past year pissed the fuck off because like I had stated several times that if you're not doing something to help others, like you're kind of a piece of shit. Like it doesn't matter. I want to, I want to make this clear. Cause I, do you know how many people it, it, like it takes to fill up a uh, NHL, which is hockey and NHL arena It's 20,000 people, right? So think about you standing on center ice, how many people that would be if that, that arena is filled. So think about how many people on TikTok have 20,000 followers. Okay, now think about it. If you only got 10,000 followers, that's a minor league stadium. You does not matter how big your platform is, how little it is. You can have a 1,000 people. You can still help a couple hundred people. You can help fucking 20 people. It doesn't matter. I had made a couple statements that people had got hot with me about because they didn't. And my thing is, is social media – when it was designed, it was for us to stay connected. It was for us to help each other. It was to give back. Like, we can make jokes. We can make money off of it. We can have fun. We can do all this other bullshit. We can do what we're doing now. I'm making a living off of my shit. If I don't give back, that's like a slap in the face to everybody listening to me. The people who don't realize that, like, there's people to get on my ass still with the Project Canine stuff. They're like, you only go live anymore when you want to do fundraisers or you want to do whatever. Uh, yeah, I do. Or you know why? Because I, I realize that there's a life outside of life. Like, I don't yes. want to sit here. Like, my life is something bigger than this. I love this. Like, I'm having fun with you guys right now. Yeah. I am. I'm having a great time. <clears throat> but I have a daughter that needs my attention. I have a family that needs my attention. I have a whole ass world that needs my attention. And mm-hmm. there are people that got fucking mad with me. But it's like, it's nice to see people that think that way. It's like realize that even throughout the year, there are people that need help. Like you can't help everybody. And and like I'm the, I am super bad about it. There are people that message me and I straight up tell them I can't help everybody. And it sucks to tell mm-hmm. folks that. But you got to mm-hmm. learn to do it. There are certain organizations that we help every time they ask. But, you know, it's just nice to see that shit that people think that way. Yeah. I want to see more of that. And I'm glad that you put that into reference because I guess I didn't really kind of like comprehend it when you said that if you go into a stadium, there's 20,000 people. Like yeah. I never, thought of, I never yeah. thought of it yeah. that way. Michelle, you literally, you literally don't realize this. The horseshoe where you live, or not where you live, uh, it's in Ohio. The University of Ohio has the biggest college football stadium in the country. It has 120,000 people there, right? Okay. You have have, have eight times that. You have eight times that many people that follow you. You have eight times that many people. So that's how powerful your voice is every time you stand. Holy shit. That makes me want to cry. Holy shit. That's what people have to realize. Like, I don't know why people like me. I'm just a regular person. Well, well, here's the thing. That's what 
that's what folks don't realize with this shit. Like, and it's something <laughs> that had to be taught to me. It's something that with radio. They, yeah, it's something with right now. You're fine. You're fine. It's something with radio that had to be taught to me. That was yeah. just for a first date. <laughs> <laughs> it's something okay, that had okay, to be taught okay. to me was the fact that you are more than what you realize. And if somebody doesn't tell you that, if somebody's not building you up, if somebody's not boosting you up and showing you what you actually are, then they're kind of breaking you down. Like yeah. the, the significance of you guys, like you're special. You're, you're special. You're not just a fucking one hit wonder. Uh, does anybody like either one of y'all remember the guy who was, I can't remember, remember the fucking song. I don't remember the guy's name, but like the dude had a fat ass. He was in a pair of Wranglers and he was shaking his ass at a video last summer. Does he, neither one of y'all even remember his account blew up. Now nobody follows him. Look, you have to be somebody who grows. You don't have to grow fast. If you kind of grow slow or you grow over a period of time, that means you have something to say and you, and you like, you constantly have something worth saying. And that is where you become something that people look like they look up to. They want to hear your opinions. So your opinions become valuable. You're, you're like, your opinions become currency and it becomes to where, like you have to take that in perspective to where you can use it for good. You can use it for self-promotion. Fuck, you can use it for bad if you want to. There's a lot of people. I love the motherfuckers. I love every one of the women and men that use it for OnlyFans. I, it does not bother me, not one damn bit, the, the women and men that are making money off themselves. You ought to. It's a short-lived thing, but you ought to be able to buy yourself a house if you can. I ain't got nothing in the world wrong with it. I love a man and a woman's hustle. Nothing in the world's wrong with it. You should be able to use these platforms for good. You should be able to use them to self-promote yourself. But if you're not using it for nothing or you're just using it to make an ass out of yourself and not give back, that is where I have a problem. That is, you don't realize the fucking voice you have. There's, if you go back, I'm a weird motherfucker now. I'm a weird, weird motherfucker, if y'all can't tell already. But can you, can you make that an audio? What? I'm a weird motherfucker. I think everybody knows I'm a weird motherfucker. Oh, but if I was going to use it. But Okay, okay I, I will. If you go back and you listen to like Muhammad Ali and you listen to all these guys from the 70s and the 80s that had wanted equality and the women that wanted equality, like they could not get in front of a room that had 100 people in it. They could not get their voice heard in front of 1,000 people on radio or on fucking television. And now you have people like us that get everything that we say put in front of 100,000 people. It doesn't make sense. So when you do it, you have to have an understanding that what you're doing is almost a Spider-Man line, you know, with great responsibility or whatever the fuck it is. I just really messed it up, and I'm a big Marvel fan. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. If I'd have fucked that up, every one of my Marvel buddies would have beat my ass. But that's what you got to do. You got to you got to do something good with it. And y'all both seem like you do. It's just got to be put in perspective sometimes. It absolutely needs to be put in perspective. We we took a very serious turn. I feel like to this entire thing. I like serious. But like, but that's the thing that like 
again, goes back to the dating thing. Like that's a turn on when someone gives back, when they're not all about themselves, when they're like, you know what? I'm fucking exhausted. I'm fucking done. Yet they keep giving back. Yeah. Yet they keep pushing because they know their platform and they know what they could do. And the joy they bring to people or the potential they have to raise money for good causes. Like that is so attractive to find Mm -hmm. someone who's like, you know what? I'm not thinking about me anymore. I'm thinking about everybody else. And yeah, it's hard sometimes to think about other people when you're exhausted. But when, when someone does that, you're like, wow, they genuinely care about other people more than themselves. Why, why is it hard that to think about it? So well, much more. I don't think it's hard to think about it. <clears throat> but there, unfortunately, it's few and far between that actually think like that. Well, that's just because they, look, everybody that follows you, everybody that follows each one of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like We can't follow ourselves. You don't have one million people following you. I don't have me and Leah don't have the people following us that we have, right? We can't follow ourselves. So you, you have to think from their perspective, like the, you, you can't think like that. So the people that sit there and they're like, Oh, I'm tired today. You don't have the following that you have without the people that are following you. I don't even call them followers. I like, I learned this from some people before. Like this, this was not like something I came up with. I don't consider them followers. I consider them family. Anybody that pays enough attention to me to where they want to view my life, they're family members and folks that just really just want to view them as followers and treat them as such, you know, you're going to be short lived. There, there's a lot of people that are on social media that are going to be short lived and you can tell them there's some folks that, uh, I thought we're going to be short-lived that are not that I've seen their heart lately. And I've seen like more of them. I've seen that they're not a one trick pony and I've been amazed by them. Um, and you, it's just where any time that anybody says, Oh, I can't do that because I'm tired. In my mind, what I'm thinking to myself is you might be tired, but you're not shit without them. You suck it to fuck up. Go get, Go fucking drink a five-hour energy, you know. Go take a fucking energy pill. You do, Absolutely. you do what you got to do for your fucking audience. If this is what you want to be, I'm fucking exhausted right now. I told you before we got started. <laughs> I recorded way too much last week in Nashville. I'm exhausted now, but I owe it to the people listening to this show that has made it a top one percent show in the world to keep putting out, to keep fucking making things they want to listen to and having people like you and Leon. It, it, this is not just my show anymore. This is their show too. This is your show. This is Leah's show. Like this is not where anybody that thinks that what they do is just their own, they're failing their fucking selves. Absolutely. You have to compartmentalize. Like if you're having a bad day, but you know that like, when you get those messages, when people are like, I look forward to your positivity or I look like you put a smile on my face. 
if you've accepted this platform and you want to use genuinely, genuinely want to use it for good, you're not using it for any selfish purposes, you're using it for the greater good. And you're like, wow, I want to help people. I want to make a difference. Like you owe it to them to compartmentalize your life and say, you know what, I'm still going to put a video out, even if I feel like shit, because people look to me or they message you and they say that, you know, you're what helped them get through the day. Like that's that turning point where you're like, fuck, like this is where I'm meant to be. I can look like an idiot to the rest of the world, but if this is where I'm meant to be and I'm making Mm -hmm. a difference, yeah, that's what's important. And I, I guess I never really anticipated myself being someone that could help someone through their hard days but I I kind of just put my whole life on my TikTok like if I'm stressed or if I have anxiety or if I'm having a bad day I I just kind of post what I feel and I literally post my life on there whether I'm having a good day I'm having a bad day I'm having a great day I just I post what I feel and it's my niche is basically my life and I have had multiple people say, Leah, you know what? I appreciate your honesty and you being you and you being real with us and just, you know, not trying to just be happy all the time, even though you're not. And I think that's kind of what has made me even just feel more confident in just being real about everything on TikTok, like not trying to fake it if I'm not happy, like people have said your, your smile has helped me through my depression. And when I read a comment that said that, I was like, what? Like I never in a million years anticipated anyone looking to my videos to make them smile or laugh or anything like that. So I think that has had like a huge impact (laughs) on me. And I don't know, it just, it makes, it makes me happy, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know. I just, I'm very, very, like, I'm very emotional and I'm very, like, I feel everything so hard. And when I, when I read comments like that, like, it, like, it breaks my heart because they're going through that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm glad I can try to help in some sort of way, I guess. <laughs> well, well, that's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be outlets. Like everybody that is on any type of platform, like when you get to a certain level and you become just not a viewer anymore, but like a creator, like you're supposed to be in some way or another, what you're feeling, you're supposed to create something and put it into words or put it into a video that somebody else can't. Like you're you're supposed to be almost therapeutic to somebody else. Like what you do is supposed to express how someone else is feeling. And when you really grasp that and you realize you have something to where you're, it's a, it's almost like a taboo is you're so comfortable with your feelings, whether it makes you look stupid, makes you look sad, makes you look happy, makes you look vulnerable, whatever it is, you can do it to where somebody else can't. But then when they see you doing it, it makes them realize they're not alone. And that is one of the most healthiest feelings in the world to where you know 
that you're not the only person feeling that way. Like you're not the only person that's like, damn, this person right now that I have no idea that's a million miles away from me feels exactly how I do right now. That is the power of social media that it was meant to be. Yeah. That, that, that is what it is, is for us to connect with one another to where there is actually something real. There's something relevant there to where it is. I have no idea who the fuck Michelle Anderson is, but she is literally struggling with the same thing I am today. So she's struggling with the same thing I am today and she's going to be here tomorrow. Let me be here tomorrow. And that's where like, I love to be like, I'm as fucking real as it can be on social media. Like everyone on social media saw the deterioration of my second marriage. They like, I never disclosed his name, but they knew he hated social media. Uh, There's a video out there that says, I'm like, does anyone else's spouse build a pillow wall between them on the bed? Does anybody else sleep with a, with stacks of pillows between them because their spouse does not want you to cross over. Like that shit is real. That shit hurts. And when you disclose that personal information and that level, like Mm -hmm. it's as raw as it can be. And like my toxic trait, like if you look back a couple of weeks, I was, I was in a shitty place and my toxic trait is researching quotes on people who have unalived themselves that seemed happy to the outside world. Did I do a Robin Williams quote back to back with a Kate Spade quote? Fuck yes, I did, because that was my mindset. And like, I am as raw on social media as I can be because it's fucking real. And if you, if you have that platform, I feel like you have to be real. I don't like to be fake on social media. I am who I am. And my struggles, if my struggles can help even one person, like if I'm in that mindset and I make it to tomorrow, like you said, Josh, like you can make it to tomorrow. Yes. Like that fucking shit like hits. You know, no, you go ahead, Leah. I was just going to say at the end of the day, Everyone that you see on social media, no matter how happy they seem or how glamorous their life seems, no one's life is perfect. No one's life is sunshine and rainbows. And I think that's why me and Michelle get along so well is because <clears throat> we are very real. We are, we are very open about our lives and the struggles that we go through because we realize that. And I have been a person that has follow people on social media before and I have envied them and I don't want anyone to envy my life without being completely transparent about mm-hmm. what goes on I don't want to pretend like my life is a hundred percent perfect and like I said sunshine rainbows perfect clothing perfect hair perfect makeup every single day I don't want to portray that because that's not who I am in 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 all reality (laughs) Michelle is the same way so I don't ever want to do that and I think that's why people can relate to us so much is because we're real we're this is who we are (laughs) like we all go through struggles like and I think a lot of people are struggling right now so it's it's nice to have someone that has a platform to be able 
to relate to. You know what I mean? To just to know that you're not alone. Dude, I want to give y'all hugs. Yeah. Oh, we're all hugging each other. We're all hugging each other. Oh, group hugs. Do y'all? Do either one of y'all know? Because I have either. I have no idea how much y'all either like even know about me. Do either one of y'all even know how like back six years ago I even like blew up on social media? No. Okay. So, so I'm a uh, I'm a suicide survivor. So, like, I, first time I ever shared my story with mental health and everything and being a suicide survivor. Scared shitless of it. Scared <clears throat> to fucking death of it. And it was the scariest moment of my life. Scariest moment of my life. Uh, to share that? To share that? Yeah, because all, because all I thought was going to happen. And, like, I was already – I tried to commit suicide in uh, 2010. Um, but it's just – give you a little brief breakdown. Uh, try to commit suicide in 2010. Uh, it's the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, literally 11 months later, Gracie was born. That's why her name's Grace. And we call her My Saving Grace. Like, yeah, that's where her name and everything comes from. But uh, several years later, I uh, went through a very bad breakup, not with her mama, but with somebody else. And uh, like, I was like, you know what? I've already identified like my depression triggers. Like, I know that I cannot go through, like, another incident like this. Like, I have to share it. And was scared fucking shitless. But I did not want to be alone. So, I was like, okay, I've harbored this for six years. Like, I've harbored this for forever. Uh, it's time to put it on social media. Like, nobody besides people in my hometown who the fuck I was made a video, put it out or whatever, and uh, shared it. And it's the scariest thing I've ever done. But there were so many people, so many people. The video got shared a massive amount of times to where I would have never thought it did. Like there was people that was like, I'm struggling with this right now, had no idea, whatever. So the point I'm trying to get to is we share our good days and our good days are fun. Our good days are great. Uh, the people who, you know, make the TikTok shaking their ass, dancing, the people that are, just having fun. That's all great and everything. I'm not knocking anybody for doing it. By all means, everybody needs entertainment. This is not what I'm saying. But it's the people, and from my experience, that when you see somebody that is still living, that are still continuing to write their story, that are still continuing to push on, that have been through those dark days, that is where social media is making an impact to where both of y'all have done it. I, I've seen where both of y'all have posted your bad days. Like you have both posted to where I've had a shitty day. That is where you are building people that are going to follow you as long as you have social media. You're building people that need to hear from you. Like you might not get the fucking, you know, the sad thing about social media is if either one of y'all post a video that you get, you're showing cleavage, you're showing your ass, you get a hundred thousand likes, whatever. If you show a video, if you're showing your heart, you're going to get a fucking 10% of that. And it's sad, but that 10% of that is going to help somebody. That is where I try to push people into is to where, yeah, all the, all that shit is fun, but who do you want to be? What's the legacy you want to leave? I'm lucky enough. I'm blessed enough. I hate that fucking word lucky because I've worked my ass off to get to where I'm at. I'm blessed enough to be where I'm at right now. And I know I'm where I'm at because I'm supposed to be. Both of you ladies share your bad shit. And even though, Michelle, you just said, 
you shared to where somebody didn't want to build a fucking pillow for it. First off, fuck that guy. And uh, fuck him. secondly, secondly, what you don't know, what you probably do, because there was a woman that probably misses you. There's probably a woman out there that had a husband or boyfriend doing the same goddamn thing. And you helped her refine herself and helped her be like, you know what I've got to do? I've got to move on. It might hurt like hell, but I, I don't, I don't want to fucking pillow for it. I want somebody to hold me close. And that's what y'all don't realize. Like you have a fucking voice and you, you've got a choice. You have a fucking choice with everything you say on social media. And that's where like, a lot of people hate me on social media that have bigger accounts and don't want to do the show because like, oh, they're going to make me look stupid. Or he's going to be like, oh, he's going to pick on me for dancing. Why? Because they're going to be real? Because they don't know how to be real. The second, there's a lot of them that don't know how. Because you know what the sad part about it is? A lot of them choose the money over their morals. I choose morals over money. And any time, And every time that I've ever been led down that road, any time that I've ever had to pick between morals or money, and I picked, Moral. and I picked morals, the good Lord's always took me where I needed to go. Now you get the motherfuckers that pick the money. Oh, you find them out real quick. Karma. You find them out real quick, and I'm not perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a goddamn paycheck as much as the next motherfucker. <laughs> hey, tr- trust me, trust me. But there's a reason why I don't have to fucking dance on social media. There's a I can't, but be a good fucking human along with it. Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you. That's yes. what I mean. That's what I mean. That's if all. That's, that's all I'm trying to get to. Gain your platform. That's right. fine. But as that's long fine. as you sprinkle in the stuff that's important. That's folks, important. folks need to remember the ones that don't. Oh, I didn't mean to get on that. See, I didn't got, got deep. I like, I like that shit though. I like that shit. Wait, what shit? I missed I missed something. What? You gotta quit drinking there, cheese curds. <laughs> what happened? You're a horrible cheese drinker. Cheese curds? That's her nickname. Her name's gonna be definitely cheese curds. Uh now I want cheese curds. No shit. I'm thinking I have I have Mexican food sitting in the other room waiting for me that's been getting cold for like two hours. Well, I'm finna I'm finna let both of y'all go. So uh oh, wow. Well, you've already done it two hours. Two hours already? Hey, I'll tell you this as long as I've been with two, two women in two hours. <laughs> I, don't doubt, I don't doubt it. But. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have lasted 30 seconds with the two of y'all. <laughs> Cha-cha. That's a, but a snare drum in the background. No, uh, I don't know. It wasn't supposed to get that deep. But no, it's just a fact. I just like being around good people. Um, I just do, and y'all both legit seem like good ass people. Thank you. You're welcome. You. So, uh, I even know everybody's already gonna know y'all social media handles. Leah, drop yours <laughs> first. They're cheese curds. You want me to do that now? Yeah. Yeah. No. Do you know just whenever drunky? You know, just whenever you feel like it. You know, that's your show. What is you know? Wait um, on you, darling. Can you see that? I don't know how to do that on my laptop. Uh, what no, the just, fuck are you trying literally, to do? Literally, just, just put your TikTok handle or Instagram handle. Oh, just say it? Yeah. Oh, no. It's so cute <laughs> oh, when it's Lordy. drunk. Oh, it's so cute when it's drunk. And it's just snorted um, again. Um, <clears throat> Hi, I'm Leah. 
I am from Wisconsin. <laughs> My TikTok is Wisconsin undergirl. No, Wisconsin underscore girl six. Thank you guys. I love you all. Good night. Don't hang up when I hang up. Just hold on. Michelle, say yours. All right, on TikTok, I am Michelle Elise 27. On Instagram, Michelle Elise 527. Was that oh. what I was supposed to do? Yeah, yes. just like that, Dickie. You want to try it again? You Straight up, go for it. Do it again. Do it again. Um, on TikTok, I'm Wisconsin underscore girl six. On Instagram, I'm Harvey21L, I think. <laughs> You're still gonna fuck it up. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh I set it up on a T for her, but she's still fucking swung in the miss. Uh anyway, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. Go follow both these beautiful ladies. Uh, they both got something worth saying. And uh thank each and every one of y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.